Who are some big sleepers in the 2023 NBA draft, both from college and rising freshmen into college, existing college players and rising freshmen? Find out next on, the, on this episode of Locked On NBA Big Board. You are Locked On NBA Big Board, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? My name is Richard Stamen. I'm again filling in for Rafael Barlow. I'm, I'm a media credentialed uh, member of, uh, for college basketball. I've been to TCU. That's where I'm mostly credentialed at. And then also other schools across the country in conference tournaments and combines and events. I'm joined by Leif Tuline, who has been with me multiple times this week. He is a college basketball guru. And because of that, we are going to talk a lot of college basketball. You can find him, watch like his whole timeline is college basketball and be a draft. He's absolutely great at this. If you haven't seen him already and you haven't followed him already at Leaf Tulin, I'm going to put this on the screen of how to spell his name. It is right there, L-E-I-F-T-H-U-L-I-N. Go ahead, give him a follow, Leaf. What's going on today? Are you excited for college basketball being less than, now less than, I think John Rothstein's got the countdown, less than 120 days away. Or I'm sorry, less than 100, uh, 220 days, something like that. You got me really excited saying less than that, less than 120. But uh, no, I appreciate the kind words. And yes, I am always excited for college basketball and started mentally kind of preparing uh, a little book for, for my kind of preview for teams that are going to be successful and, and who to watch for. And I think we're going to talk about some of those guys who are going to propel those teams to not necessarily novel heights, but propel their, their teams that are young and some are veteran to um, to good heights and become household names and not only NBA draft, Twitter, radar, but just household names. Yeah, I'm excited for this because I, I'm very quick in moving on from draft classes. I think a lot of people, you know, like to see what the initial results are in 2022 or for this year example, uh, going to summer league and going, ah, oh, yes, I was right and like all this stuff, but I'm just like, all right, move on to the next one. Let's start evaluating. I can take note of what maybe early indicators in summer league, but again, for the fourth time this week, not really too concerned about that. But before we do that, thank you so much. I want to thank you guys for while I'm filling while I'm filling in for Rafael. Thank you for listening to Locked On NBA Big Board, and thank you for making us your first listen of today and every day this week. Really means a lot to us. Um, Leaf, let's get into this. There's we'll start with returners. We'll start with players that were either freshmen, sophomore, juniors, technically seniors because of the COVID rules. Everybody's getting a little bit extra time. Let's talk about some uh, some sleepers. Who is your first returning player that you're really excited for as a an under the radar player currently that you think will be pretty on the radar come 2023 NBA draft? Yeah, I think I think the top returner in the eyes of many is going to be Turquavion Smith, but that's not under the radar. The the under the radar is in the same conference though. Uh, I think Florida State's Matthew Cleveland is primed for a big leap um, in production and in terms of. Uh, how he's viewed by the draft community. He did not shoot very well. He shot only about 55% from the free throw line and really struggled from three. But towards the end of the season, he had some plays that he just can't teach. And he's one of those typical Florida State, long, really athletic, can get to the rim whenever he wants to. He reminds me a little bit of former Florida State guy, Devin Vassell, but more offensively gifted. Um, and, and I think he's probably going to have some lottery consideration if he has a solid year at Florida State. And I think they're an underrated team to begin with. And I think he's certainly an underrated player um, nationwide. I think he's on some people's radars, but should be on more. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I was a big fan of Matthew Cleveland. And I'll actually, since you're going that route first, I'm going to stay there at Florida State. 
I'm a big fan of, uh, of his teammate, Jalen, Jalen Wardley, who was a top 50 recruit. They both were, uh, he reminds me a lot of Josh Primo six, six, really raw as a freshman, didn't get as many flashes, only averaged four points a game and was not making that many shots. And to me, he was a little bit of a function of the, the team. They were a very mediocre team at best. I think that's almost putting it nicely. It was one of Leonard Hamilton's worst teams he's had in terms of production in the last five, seven years. And I think you'll see as he gets, as the team gets better, he'll, he's going to get better too. That bias jump shot, not really worried about the low free throw percentage, took 40 free throws, made 67.5%. I buy playmaking. I buy some defense. And I buy his overall shooting. I think he's somebody who's going to explode after a poor freshman season. I think he's somebody definitely bound to be a riser this year because that whole team is pretty stacked, I think, going forward. I really like the Cam Corhan addition as a freshman. I might touch on him a little bit later on, but I'm a big fan of him. So who's your second one? Yeah, just real quickly on Warley, I, I think that he's a guy that is filling into his body. He was a, he's very like a kind of a string bean 6'5", 6'6", point guard. Now he's filled into his body, and he progressed a lot later in ACC play. And I really thought that if John Butler came back, they were a sleeper contender in the ACC, despite everyone kind of having UNC and Duke as shoe-ins um, with uber-talented rosters. Um, as for another returner, I, I really like Arthur Kaluma at Creighton. I think Arthur Kaluma had a standout game in the tournament. He played against Kansas, against Ochag Baji, Christian Brown, and you could make an argument he was the best wing in that game. Um, he was a freshman then. He is old for his, his age. Um, he's been playing for Nigeria, his home country, in global games, and he's been dominating. I think that Creighton has a team that is really well-suited for uh, – for success. And, and I usually stay, stay clear Clay, uh, Creighton in, uh, in madness. I think their defense usually is bad, but they've got four guys um, that are really awesome. And then they brought in a transfer in Baylor Shireman who can really shoot the ball. And I think the best player on that team for a draft prospect is Arthur Kaluma. I think Trey Alexander and Ryan Nemhart are also really good sophomores. If we're talking about people trying to take jumps. So Arthur Kaluma, strong, physical, uh, six, seven wing who, who kind of is a modern uh, gifted defender and, if he develops his jump shot a little bit, really someone that I think draft Twitter, especially looking for that archetype, they're going to like. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Creighton. They've got some, they got a good roster. I really like Ryan Kalkbrenner as well. He's somebody who he was on the FIBA U19 tournament uh, team last year with Chet Holmgren, Mike Miles, Patrick Baldwin, Peyton Watson, all those guys. He was in there too. Really efficient post score. One of the most efficient players in the country and the free throw percentage indicates there might be some jump shooting there to work with. So really excited to see what he does. That whole Arthur, I mean, Arthur Coulomb is definitely the breakout guy, but there's a lot of nice surrounding pieces too that could make a name for themselves when scouts are going to watch Arthur Kaluma. Uh, I'll start, I'll go another one. And I'm going to go with Damian Collins from Kentucky. He was the top 15 recruit, super athletic, struggled a little bit scoring, uh, actually a lot scoring because he only averaged three points a game. But when he did, granted, he only played seven minutes a game. So for reference, if you're going per minute, it's actually not that bad. He was a good rebounder in those minutes. But it's just how much can you read into it? Um, for me, I love the shot blocking. He had three blocks in one of his games. and All of them were electric. He knows how to use his athleticism very well. And I ultimately buy him being a finisher. His jump shot's projectable. I actually got to see him work out uh, about three or four weeks ago uh, by complete accident. I saw him and Casey Wallace working out. And I, the jump shot looked smooth. Like he didn't do anything athletically. I was like, I, I was really blown away that he was such a nice shooter. 
So I think that is a pretty good projectable tool for him. And he's also shown some of those flashes in high school. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, the jump shot going forward. And I think he ultimately will be able to use that in game. I want to talk about some more guys, but first let me tell you about Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment, if you see what I did there. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen, they are good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie puffs, chunk chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And the best part about built puffs, of course, is that they taste amazing and you don't have to feel guilty eating them because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat. Perfect for when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or need a quick, healthy snack. They're an excellent source of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. So again, my name is Richard Stamen. You might know me better as at Draft on Twitter. I'm joined by Leaf Tulin, uh, who is one of the smartest college basketball fans out there. We're talking some sleepers from college basketball of who could rise up that does not have a ton of national attention now. Leaf, give me your third sleeper riser that you see coming. I know you've given Terquavion Smith, Arthur Kaluma, um, and Matthew Cleveland as well. Who do you have as your next one? Uh, we're still doing returners here? Yep, this one returners. Okay, I've got a I'll, – I'll couple a couple into this response here um, because they're kind of the same archetype of players, and I think they're all going to have a – a tail end of the first round type of grade by the, by the masses, uh, Julian Strother at Gonzaga. He played second, third, fourth fiddle at Gonzaga. The last two years, uh, really shoots the ball. Well, slightly low release, but a good athlete. Um, he'll be in his junior year. And I think he's going to be primed for a breakout with a bigger role at Gonzaga. Uh, Harrison Ingram is a wing who has a different body type than I, than a guy like Strother, who's very like prototypical, long, skinny, good defender, Harrison Ingram is more of a sturdy. He's going to beat you from the inside. He's very intelligent, rebounds the ball, passes the ball, um, needs to work on his jump shot and needs to work on some speed. And, uh, and I think his, that, that development will come as he's going to be the man for Stanford as a sophomore. And lastly, one that sounds like a similar name here is Chris Murray, not Keegan Murray. They, they are identical twins. The way to tell them apart if, you, if you're struggling is he shoots left-handed and Keegan shoots right-handed. Uh, Chris Murray is a guy that I think is going to be held accountable for how Keegan performs for the Kings. But if Keegan continues on this trajectory that we've seen through the summer league, I know you don't want to overreact too much to the summer league, but he's been very good. Um, If he has a good season for the Kings, I think that really helps Keegan's uh, projection because Keegan can shoot the ball, shot the ball very, very well. He's, he's a little bigger. I think he's a little burlier. He's quick and he just developed just a tiny bit later than Keegan. You can see the, the way to project him towards a similar role of three and D with uh, upside as both a defensive player and someone who could be more than just a three and D. So those are kind of three. I'm going to couple in there because they're all kind of of the same ilk. Yeah. Harrison Ingram, somebody, I don't know how I haven't said yet. Um, I really like that pick. I'll go with two guards. 
Uh, real quick from the DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'll start. I, I don't know how I didn't say him in the first segment, but, you know, I had to squeeze him in here. It's part of the agenda. Uh, Mike Miles from TCU is uh, – I'm all in on the guy. Usually you see juniors take a big jump. He already has the volume, just needs the efficiency. This year, 38%, 30% from three. Uh, but the thing with him is, like, everything looks good. All the processes are correct. He doesn't, he reads the game so well. He's not making boneheaded plays. The misses are just, they're rolling out. Like, what are you supposed to do about that? He has good touch, shoots almost 80% from the free throw line. We shot 83 as a freshman, 76% as a sophomore, balances out to 78, which is pretty good. So I like him. The intangibles are all there. I think he's quick. Yes, he is undersized at 6'1, 6'2, but he processes the game so well. At the worst, he's like a backup guard in this in the NBA. And I fully buy him being able to be a shooter. I did an interesting stat on him. If you take out all of his floaters because his floaters were so rough this year, he shot something like 44% from the field. That's almost five, six point percentage increase. So really big on him. Just uh, I could talk about him all day. Again, I'm credentialed at TCU. I've seen every one of his games over the, since he's gotten here. Um, just high praise for the guy. I've seen him in private workouts against NBA players. Saw him with Drew Timmy, Hugo Basson. Um, some other guys as well that I'm blanking on, but NBA draft prospects, and he was always looking sharpest out there. John Montero too. Uh, so really impressed by him. And then another Kendrick Davis who transferred within the conference of uh, the American athletic conference. He started at TCU. So I got to see him my first year being credentialed there when he was playing with Desmond Bain and he transferred to SMU was one of the best players in the conference. Actually this last year, the best player in the conference. He was the AAC player of the year. Three-level score, beautiful handle, probably the very best, I would say, in the country from this last year. Great playmaker. Despite his size, he can get past bigs. Like he, He's just awesome on that end. He'll force turnovers. So I really like him. Those are two guards I got. Leaf, bring us home on some returners you like. You can give one or two on this. I'll, I'll leave that up to you. I'll stay in Texas. I, I, uh, I've i got two guys that reside in the, the great state of Texas, and one is uh, Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Hunter transferred from Iowa State to Texas, and I think he's going to elevate that program. He's a prototypical Chris Beard guard who's going to be tenacious defensively. Um, he elevated an Iowa State team that won two games um, a season ago to make the Sweet 16 and nearly make the Elite Eight, and I think he was the primary reason for it. Obviously, Isaiah Brockington really helped that cause at Iowa State. Uh, defensive monster really forces the issue. I think he reminds me a little bit of Kennedy Chandler for those of you who want a kind of comparison between draft classes. And last guard is Marcus Sasser. Um, he's going to, what's going to be held against him is, is his uh, height and age, but a guy can flat out hoop. He can, he can put the ball in the basket. Uh, he's going to be leading a team in Houston. That has a good chance to make the national championship and win it. Um, that, you know, they've built this brand under Kelvin Sampson and, and Mark Sasser is going to be the top scorer. They've had uh, Quentin Grimes is obviously really doing a great job right now in the summer league, but the best score that, Kelvin Sampson has had since uh, taking over this Houston team is Mark Sasser. And, and I think he's primed to let people know who he is after being injured and saying, Oh, every, every, every broadcast said, well, they're doing this without their guard, Marcus Sasser. I wonder how important he is. Well, he's about to tell you how important he is and make a name for himself to be drafted. I like that pick. Uh, it's hard for me to pick one last guy. I had a couple, I meant to talk about Eric Gaines. Uh, so I'll just pick a couple out here, but I really liked Eric Gaines this last year at LSU. At one point, I had him as a top 30 prospect. Um, I fully buy, even though he's very skinny, that's probably his biggest weakness. I buy the chop making, outstanding hands, 
Uh, if you remember Ashton Hagens, he's almost like a better version of him. And to me, a better version of Ashton Hagens, who's been floating around summer league, probably makes the NBA pretty easily. So, and even if it's a backup guard. So for me, I'm, I'm pretty high on him, but the other guy I really like, this guy is an absolute sleeper. I haven't seen his name ever near an NBA draft board, but L Ellis from Louisville, he transferred in from Juco this year. Yeah. The stats aren't like super sexy or anything. 20 minutes a game, nine points per game, uh, shot 40% from the field, 36% from three, one and a half assists, but that translates for per 40 if you're into that. So kind of maximizing the per minute, that's 17 points, three assists, uh, again, same percentages and everything. But for me, I fully buy his handle. Like his handle is just nuts. The shot creation is all the way there. I think you'll see an explosion in volume and an improvement in efficiency. He absolutely crushes bigs on switches. So you can't let him get, you know, like he beat Mark Williams a couple of times when they played, if I'm not mistaken, really quick feet on defense, great body control. So he can recover very well. Great first step. The only issue for me is just, I think he needs to get stronger and develop his body, but just more consistent. He's a little bit older, but if you're willing to put up with that, I, I think he's a, a great sleeper. I want to ask you actually, before we go to freshman, one guy who I've seen get a lot of hype and I didn't, I never zoned in on this player when I watched Xavier, but so I watched Juan Odom, Paul Scruggs, um, Zach Fremantle and a few other guys, but never really caught Colby Jones's game a ton. Do you know anything about him? I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay if you don't, but I know he's somebody who's getting a lot of attention. I saw, I think Vassini had him in top 35, maybe even first round for next year. So tell me about Colby Jones, why he's getting NBA buzz. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I haven't watched too much Xavier, but certainly over a course of a college basketball season, you watch them. They're a pretty rich tradition program. Uh, Colby Jones is probably getting the, I don't have him that high personally, but I haven't made a full board. Um, I think his appeal is versatility. Like you, you see the prototypes ahead of him and, and you can see, well, this guy can move his feet. This guy can do this things. And he checks a lot of boxes. I, I would describe it as he's a, he's good at a lot of things and he's a master of no traits yet. And, and so I think he's a guy that now that you bring it up, I think that's a guy that I would have told you if we were doing like a big East preview, Oh, he's primed for a breakout. I think, the, the breakout is, is a something I expect It's just to the degree of what NBA scouts want. And that'll be how well does he shoot from three? How well does he defend against the upper echelon of athletes um, that he'll face because he'll be a, 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 one of the better athletes in the big East. And so I, I think, I think that's a one I'm now going to put on my radar more so, but I think those are the traits. It, it's, it's really, does he pass the test that make you, elevate someone from the Big East is not a mid-major, but he is not in a primetime school that gets as much recognition as say a Duke where someone's like, oh, okay, all he has to do is defend well on game one where Trevor Keels, his stock never wavered below 40 really because he had an amazing first game and there, was, there were flaws, but he had these traits. And so for him, he's got to pass those trait tests and, and then break out and put up the numbers in the Big East to make himself a legitimate top 30, top 40 candidate. Yeah. And, and one last thing, speaking of Big East, I'm surprised you didn't say your guy, Andre Jackson, if you go back and listen, like we had an episode in like December of last year, talking about the Big East and stuff. And, and Leaf was like, Oh, Andre Jackson. Like, I don't know if he's an NBA prospect this year, but he could be somebody. And now he's on like consensus. Everybody's first round pick. So shout to Leaf. Uh, he consistently pegs these guys that nobody else really has. He had Trey Murphy in 2020 uh, before he was popular for 2021 draft. But 
we'll, t- we'll be talking freshmen uh, on the other side. We, but first, let me tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sporting info. Find all the latest sports development league news and reviews, including MLB, um, Summer League, MMA, boxing, golf. It's the easiest and fastest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. BetOnline remains the best spot for scores, podcasts, news, and general sporting wager wager information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Some examples of some of the good lines I might actually be placing a bet on. I'm not a betting man myself, but I'm tempted to put some money and leaf close your ears. But this is the big one that betonline.net currently posted. Um, they, they have the Knicks as the absolute favorite to go to uh, for Donovan Mitchell. Number two is the Heat. Number three, the Celtics. What's your bet? It stays with Utah or, and this is all if he's traded, but do you think he gets traded? I know you're a jazz fan. I'll give you a second. I probably think he does. I, 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 I can see the good of, of that coming out of here and I, I can see the bad for me as a fan, but I, I, I definitely can see the rationale behind it. So I'm not, I'm not too torn yet. Good insight. Good insight. Well, go ahead and check out betonline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. So again, my name, Richard Stamen, filling in for Rafael Barlow, the one and only. I, I am joined by Leaf Tulin, college basketball guru. We've been talking about some returning players. It's easy to talk about, you know, some of the people we've already seen. But who are some of the names we have not heard of yet? These are incoming freshmen. Let's start it off. Leaf, I know you've got some guys you are very eager to talk about. Let's hear it. Who are some freshmen for the college basketball season that you were excited for for the 2023 NBA draft? Yeah, I don't know how deep of sleepers they are, but they are not named Victor Wenbenyama, Scoot Henderson, or Nick Smith, or or the Thompson Twins. So I'll, I'll preface it with that. Um, a guy that I have watched closely the last week uh, is Keontae George. Uh, he's headed to Baylor. Uh, he's a 6'4", 185, 190 guard uh, who's 18. He's young, normal age for a freshman. And he went and played in what's called the global games. They played against U23 teams for Italy, Canada, and Brazil. Uh, Baylor also did this without Adam Flagler, um, Langston Love, and LJ Cryer. And for those of you who have listened to Richard and I long enough, we both love Baylor basketball. We like their guards. Um, That's the best trio of guards in the country, and that's my favorite to win the national championship for those of you who are college basketball fans. Um, That said, I'm not sure he's going to put up astronomical numbers because of that depth of guards. But what this guy did in, in playing against pros, in some case, some college players, he scored 32 against Italy in a loss in his first ever game for Baylor uh, without the three be- two of the three best players on Baylor playing. Then, actually, and if you count Jonathan Chamochachua being injured, that's three of four. Um, that said, and then he, then he topped that by playing against a Canadian team that had guys that will be pros and, and some big 12 players. Emmanuel Miller was on that team. He's the TCU starter. Um, he... He torched them 37 points. He did it in a plethora of ways. He gets to the line. I talked about this the other day on the episode about Bryce McGowan's and a couple other people. If you can get to the line, you're a good scorer. There's, there's just this knack. He gets to the line. He shoots threes. He does it off step backs. He does it off catcher shoots. Um, he's a guy I'll have a very, very close eye on. And I've got a couple more to go, but I want to, I want to get your uh, insight on County George. Cause I know you, you've seen him as well. Yeah, I thanks to Raphael. He actually brought me with him. I got to see Keontae George play against former pros, um, and he was the best player on the court. It's nuts. His shot is absolutely perfection. If you search Mavs draft Keontae George, 
you'll find videos uh, from that session where, I mean, his shot is just money. The release point, the release timing, releasing is like the tiniest of details, just how he releases the, how he gets the ball and the follow through everything, the placement of his hands, the separation of his guide hand from the ball and out. Everything is literally perfect. And I think he's still reworking it, but so at times it looked a little bit awkward at IMG, but uh, for me, I, I fully buy him as one of the best shooters in this upcoming class. And he's about six, five, I think, on two, four, seven, I think they have them listed pretty short uh, at six, four. That is not true. I mean, I, I'm not like the tallest person for reference, but I had a friend who was six, six was there and like, they were the same size. So not six, four, I don't buy that one bit. Um, so I love Keontae George and it's funny. You actually led with him and you said a name I was going to bring up same category, pretty much. I didn't expect them to be teammates, but Langston love, uh, you brought him up. He's the forgotten shooter of this class. I, I think with the torn ACL last year, nobody really remembered him in the recruiting class. He was part of the 2021 graduating class. He's going to be a really nice piece for that Baylor team. And I also agree. I think they're the preseason favorites to win because they have so many weapons. And Langston Love is just one of those many weapons. Just a great shooter. That's that's the book on him. So who's your next one you want to talk about? Yeah, I've got, I've got two that are going to probably be top 10 picks, and then I've got one that's a little lower, but I think could impact winning more immediately at the college level. So I'll lead with the first two and play the hits here. Uh, I am a big fan of Dariq Whitehead, and this is not another guy who's really been in the spotlight. He played at Montverde. When he was a freshman, he was on the team that had Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. So he's certainly seen NBA talent, but he fit in. Even at that age, he fit in. Um, he's a guy that is silky smooth. He'll defend on the wings. He can, uh, he can shoot the ball. He's a big time athlete in the open court and he's kind of developed into more than a run and jump guy. He's figured out how to score in isolation in a congested game. And I think we've talked about this at the summer league level. It, it's the same from high school to college. There's more space, there's better players. And if you figure out how to find, get to your spots and score, that's one. And then another guy who plays a small forward kind of might be a little bigger. It's Cam Whitmore who played in the U19s and, Awesome athlete, very powerfully built guy. He's going to Villanova, who's not known to be a one-and-done factory. Um, Kyle Neptune was taking over for Jay Wright, and we'll see how he's utilized. Uh, I expect him to be a lottery pick. Um, that's someone who should be first-team All-Big East, although the Big East this year is pretty loaded. Um, and so I'll have my eye closely trained on him as well. Yeah, I like those picks. I'm going to go with somebody who – this is almost cheating because I know we talked – I mean, actually, it's really not cheating. It doesn't really matter where players are from, so – uh, I'm going to go with somebody who reclassified, was an international player, reclassified into this class to go to Duke, and that's Tyrese Proctor. Uh, he's from, I want to say, Australia. Um, 247's consensus ranking has him at 26. He's 6'4". He's a guard. Unreal shot creator. There's not a whole lot I know about his game beyond that offensive ability, but, I mean, handles and space creation is next level. It's an A-plus grade at this for his age. I'm uh, really interested to see how he translates up. But if you type in Proctor, P-R-O-C-T-O-R, Mavs draft next to it, you'll find the clip. I, I don't think I've ever seen a better space creation move from a prospect in my life. So I'm blown away. I know it's one play, but he did it a couple of times. If you type in Tyrese Proctor as a whole, you'll find some of these plays. And yes, they are highlights, but it's the flash of what to look forward to. So I like Tyrese Proctor. He's going to be at Duke this year. Um, and it looks like Leaf is searching it right now. So I'm very excited to see his reaction. But in the meantime, let's do one more for each of us, Leaf. Who is your final under the radar? Give me like a deep dive, a deep cut, excuse me, a deep cut of a prospect that you see as a freshman that is going to really surprise people. 
that's tough. I, I've seen Tyrese Proctor. I think he's actually going to play the sixth man for Duke. Uh, I think I think that's a they got Jacob Grandison to come in, and I think they're a pretty unfortunately good team. As I'm not the biggest Duke fan, I hope my friend Andrew listens to this. Um, that said, I, I I won't say this is a deep cut as a prospect. Like he's not unheralded, but I think he's going to go higher than where he was in the high school class. Um, Jordan Walsh. He's going to Arkansas, and he's the third or fourth most heralded guy going to Arkansas. Obviously, Nick Smith is taking most of the headlines at Anthony Black. Jordan Walsh, I just feel like impacts winning. And I watched him play AAU, and he felt like kind of a a baby version of Scotty Barnes, someone who's super vocal, versatile, run-and-jump athlete, just out-of-the-gym athletic. Um, But the way he impacts winning is something I really value when I look at a prospect that that's going to be the non-primary score. I think he can score. He, he passes. He's going to be one of the best, if not the best defenders in the SEC um, on a team that's going to be And Arkansas posted a stat and said their roster is taller and longer. Uh, uh, they're not, they don't weigh as much as the NBA, but they're, they're taller and their wingspans are longer than the average NBA roster. Um, and I think he's going to be the focal point and he'd be the, probably the best defender on that Arkansas team. He steals the ball. He goes in transition. He's a great decision maker. And his shot is more pure than someone else with that kind of build, like and, and makeup. You kind of expect them. Oh, he's a run and jump athlete. He's not going to have a refined jump shot. Well, that's not the case. Jordan, Jordan Walsh is a guy that I think could sneak into the lottery conversation uh, when it's all said and done, despite being the third most heralded freshman alone on that Arkansas team that a lot of people really love. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he translates over to college in that role, what kind of volume and production he'll put up. Not anything against his game, just I don't know what what his NBA stock will look like compared in that system. Uh, for my last one, but that's a very good pick. For my last one, and this is somebody I actually just tweeted about, I think Tuesday or something like that. Um, this is a kid, he's ranked 98 on 247's personal board and then 108 on their consensus board. Daniel Skilling's going to Cincinnati and generally every year, every other year, every year, there's somebody in that hundred range that'll make a, that's a freshman that'll just make some noise. Last year, Turquavion Smith was the 94th. Uh, so this isn't too far off. Daniel Skilling's is somebody who I've gotten to watch a little bit of. He is going to Cincinnati. He's a combo guard, kind of a wing. He's can pretty much play two, th- two and three very well. I would say not necessarily a full-time one. But he's 6'5", 180 pounds, needs to add a little bit of muscle, but unbelievable first step, good athlete, and I buy his jump shot. It's a little bit inconsistent right now, but I think it's enough where if he's getting in the gym and getting the reps, it'll come. The form isn't bad, so I really like him. He's my last one. I think he's a deep cut that people are going to remember his name. Cincinnati, you don't hear about these guys having one and done, and I don't know if he will be one and done, but he is somebody who's going to make noise and catch drafts radars so i think he's somebody to watch in a pretty good american athletic conference i like the conference this year think he'll make some noise so leaf really appreciate you taking the time to join me today um everybody please give leaf a follow i'm going to flash his thing on the youtube page one more time at leaf to lean just right over in the bottom left corner and also if you're not on youtube yet please give us a subscription on youtube it's free uh, the way i said it made it out actually i was selling you on something but just subscribe to the page is all i ask uh, I really, it would really mean a lot to me, Sam, Leaf, Raphael. It's a one click. Would mean a lot. And if you're still listening on the podcast, thank you very much. Still means a lot. We still prioritize y'all as well and care about y'all. But thank you so much for listening to Locked On NBA Big Board. We will be back again tomorrow on Friday. And then starting the week back up, we'll be talking more summer league. But just for now, taking a little break, talking about next year. Thank you and have a wonderful rest of your day.